Yes, let's get into it. Consistency, consistency is the key to success. My name is Anna K. Hutchinson, and you're listening to For Change People. Let's chat, let's laugh, because it's your time to start choosing you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys, this is Anna K. Hutchinson, and today I am speaking with Tim Fitzpatrick. So Tim has over 20 years of entrepreneurial experience. Just after graduating from college, he had a good fortune and he got involved with a wholesale distribution distribution company and he co-owned the company for nine years. His distribution company grew an average of 60% and was acquired in 2005. He has an extensive experience in what it takes to grow, run a small business in both business-to-business and business-to-consumer market. Today, I will be talking with Tim. I'm excited to get into what we're going to be talking today about, which is marketing. And so help me welcome Tim to the podcast today. Hi, Tim. Hi, Anna Kay. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to have you here today. So how's your day going? Tell us a little bit about your morning so far. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, hey, my day's been great. I'm kind of, we're kind of reaching the end of my day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's been good. Uh, it's it's a Monday. Um, getting, getting the week started off right. So uh, yes. this is a great way to finish the day for me. Exactly. I know, you know, many times people think about Monday as, ah, it's a lazy day. It's, uh, you know, during and you know we want that Monday off (laughs) you know for me it's how I set the tone for my week so Mm -hmm. uh, it needs to be good exactly that's that's definitely what I say too I mean if you think about it um, if you go into Monday seeing it as a good day then you know your week is going to be a good day but if you go into Monday thinking ah this is a drag I want to (laughs) get over it of course you're going to want to come down to Friday because that's all you're going to think about is when can I go back on my, you know, long naps and hours of sleep in, you know, (laughs) walk us through why you started Rialto Marketing. Sure. I, so my entrepreneurial path has been a winding road. Like Mm -hmm. most people's, it's not a straight path. I, uh, when I got out of college, I got involved with and eventually became a partner with the wholesale distribution company. I actually worked with my dad for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, it was an amazing experience. We sold that company. Um, I, when I got out of that, I transitioned into residential real estate. I was in real estate for about three years. I, it was not for me. I did not enjoy it. Um, I learned a ton doing it. I put myself outside of my comfort zone every day. So I, Mm -hmm. my comfort zone expanded far beyond what I ever thought it would. Um, but I was not enjoying what I was doing. And man, if you, what's the point in owning a business if you're not going to enjoy it? So I started looking at what I really loved about being in distribution and where my skill sets were. And that's when I decided to get involved in, in marketing, um, which is what I'm doing today. We're doing marketing, coaching, consulting, like you said, helping service businesses primarily, Mm -hmm. um, just simplify marketing so they can grow with less stress. And we do that by helping them, you know, create and implement a plan to communicate the right message to the right people. 
that's what marketing is all about. And so that's, that's what I do in a nutshell on how I ended up yes. in marketing. I didn't start in marketing, but my experience in business it lends, it lends itself well to helping businesses grow and generate revenue. Yes. So, um, you know, we're talking about marketing and what happened today was Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything went down. And I'm sure a lot of people are, are using these outlets to market their your business wise. So, you know, I'm going to push this first question at you. How important is it to have a website? How important is it to have email marketing going? Because when these sites are down, what do we turn to? Yes. So I think uh, this is so relevant to what happened today. Yeah. I So I went, I went, I was going to go on to Facebook to check something and yeah. I couldn't get on. I'm like, yeah. dude, is there, do I got a problem with my connection? What's uh-huh. going on? I jumped online and it's like, sure enough, mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp were all yeah. down for some some issues. I don't know. Exactly. Um, this really points to the importance of having diversity in mm-hmm. across your marketing. You know, if you if Instagram is where you are generating all of your business, that is a problem, in my opinion. Um, for multiple reasons, not just because it's Instagram, but it's it, it doesn't matter what the what the channel is or the tactic. It's just be, having your business reliant on generating leads from one channel or one tactic is very. You're in a very vulnerable place, um, especially when that tactic, in the case of Instagram or Facebook, is a rented channel. You don't own that. You are using that to generate business, and there's nothing wrong with that. But in my opinion, you should be using channels that you rent to drive people to channels that you own. And so like you touched on your website, email marketing, those are channels that you own. Yes. You want to, in my opinion, you want to build those channels that you own. No problem using channels you rent, but drive them to places that you own um, because we don't have control over the channels that we rent. Yeah. You know, as we said, Facebook, it goes down. Or as we saw last year, right? Donald Trump's Twitter account got shut down. Okay. Yeah. If they can shut down the former president of the United States, I don't think they really care. They can shut down anybody for any exactly. reason at any point in time. So you don't want to be vulnerable by building your business entirely on channels that you rent. Yeah. So having that diversity, I think, is really important. Um, but we don't all start out being that diverse. Yep, we don't. Right? And mm-hmm. frankly, it's really hard to start out being that diverse. I think you have to go narrow and deep to start gaining momentum. And then as you start to gain momentum and you've nailed that channel, then you can start to expand out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or if you're starting to build Facebook, you're starting to get momentum on your Facebook page. Well, then you can start to do things that are going to start to build your email list. Right. Maybe you promote workshops that you're doing to your Facebook audience and to sign up for those workshops. Well, they got to sign up, right? You're not just saying, hey, go here, sign up. And as they sign up, they go to your email list, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Or you offer tools that are going to help them through your Facebook audience, but they have to sign up to get them. That helps build, start building your email list. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, how do we break through a marketing roadblock um, and get more clients? How do we break through that barrier? (laughs) Well, part of it depends on what the actual roadblock is 
right? Those, there's all kinds of different marketing roadblocks, Mm -hmm. but what I see most of the time is roadblocks, the root cause, not the symptom, but the root cause of that roadblock typically is one or more fundamentals that have been skipped. Okay. It's kind of like somebody going to their doctor and the doctor's like, look, um, you have high cholesterol. Um, we're just going to give you atorvastatin to lower your cholesterol, right? The atorvastatin is, is treating the, the symptom, which is I've got high cholesterol. But if that doctor doesn't dig deeper, the root cause may be, you know what? Your, your diet is awful. You yeah. are like, you're eating fast food every day. Mm-hmm. You need, and maybe if you actually treated your diet first, Yes. You can impact your cholesterol without having to take the drug. Exactly. Okay. That's not that way for everybody, right? Like me, I look, I have high cholesterol. It's in my family. I eat well. I have, I eat well. I exercise well. I had high cholesterol when I was in my early twenties. So for me, I have to take the drug, but not everybody has to do that. Mm -hmm. So many times people say, you know what? I'm not generating enough leads. That's my, my roadblock is I'm not generating enough leads. Well, that's typically the symptom. The underlying cause is usually a fundamental or multiple fundamentals. And when we treat, when we address the fundamentals, inevitably those roadblocks that are manifesting themselves as symptoms start to go away. Nice. Yes. In most cases, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times those roadblocks are symptoms of an underlying problem. And we need to address the underlying problem first in order to address. And then the symptoms just start to go away. Yeah. So, I mean, for um, someone who just feel as if, okay, I can't figure out that roadblock or I can't figure out what I'm missing, the steps that I'm missing. What are some of the strategies that your company used to help them to figure that out? So when I look at the marketing fundamentals, I call them the marketing strategy trilogy. Mm-hmm. One, you have to understand your target market. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to serve? How are you going to serve those people? And not only that, within that target market, who are your ideal clients? Because let's say I'm... Let's say I'm working with, there's plenty of people out there that target small business owners and entrepreneurs. Well, not everybody in that target market is going to be an ideal client. You need to understand and identify the attributes that make small business owners ideal clients for you, right? We have to get that narrow because we have to get to a place where we understand our ideal clients as good if not better than they under the, understand themselves as it relates to what we do. Yeah. Once we get to that place, then we can address the second element, which is your messaging, mm-hmm. right? Which is how you communicate your value, what you do, the problems you solve, right? And we need to communicate that in a way that's in our ideal client's words, not our own, mm-hmm. right? When we can communicate a message that is in their own words, what's it going to do? It's going to resonate with them. It's going to grab their attention and their Mm -hmm. interest. But we can't do that. We cannot possibly create 
messaging that's clear and engaging until we know who we intend to attract. Right. So many people like to get this out of whack, Mm -hmm. right. They just want to get tactical immediately. I've got to have my website. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, what the hell are you going to say on that website? And who are you targeting? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You have to know who those people are and how to message to those people before you can even create your website. So that's first two target market. Everything starts from target market. Two is your messaging. And then your third element in the trilogy is you got to have your plan. What is your plan of how you're going to get that message in front of those people? So many people don't have a plan, right? They're throwing spaghetti up against a wall, right? They're taking marketing (laughs) tactics, throwing them up against a wall, hoping something's going to stick. And inevitably it doesn't stick or something might stick. And they're like, gosh, well, why did that work? Yeah. And so they just, it's very haphazard. And when you don't have a plan, everything looks like an opportunity, right? So, you know, when Anna Kay says to me, oh my gosh, Tim, you know, you got to be on Clubhouse, you got to be on TikTok, or you need to have a YouTube channel. Well, you know what? All of those things might work, but man, if I don't have a plan, I'm just like, I'm a squirrel chasing a nut. Yeah. And I never give things the opportunity. I'm always stopping, starting, stopping, starting, and never give anything the opportunity to actually work. So we've got to have a plan. And no plan's perfect, right? The plan that we start with is not going to be the plan that's going to get us to our final destination, but it's going to help us get started. Yeah. You know, and so those are the three things that we focus on to get the fundamentals in place to lay the foundation for you to build the rest of your marketing house from. So many people get tactical, right? I have a website. I've got to be on Facebook or I've got to be on LinkedIn, right? Think of those as the walls to the house. Well, when you skip the fundamentals, you're building the house without a foundation. And that's never going to work long term. Mm-hmm. Maybe certain things are going to work here and there, but it's never going to be lasting. Yeah. You have to build a foundation if you want things to last. Yep. Love that. And um, why is it that we overthink marketing so much? I feel as if, you know, so many people, we, we try to come up with different steps, but it's just simple. Like, you know, that step that we need to take, you know, your steps that you're talking about the fundamental yep. steps. So why is it that we overthink it so much? I think it is. It's so easy to do that, right? Mm-hmm. If you find yourself in that place, it is not your fault. Yeah. Because look, when I when I got involved in distribution, this was like the mid to late 90s. Man, there was there was offline marketing and websites were like informational brochures, okay? Mm-hmm. And Google Ads were just starting to to hit, right? It was so much easier. Now, what do you have? There's the, when I look at marketing, I look at eight main channels. I look at your strategy, yeah. which are those fundamentals. Mm-hmm. You've got your website, you have email marketing, you have SEO, you have content marketing, you have paid advertising, you have offline marketing, which, which has always been there, right? You have content marketing, So you have all these eight channels and then all kinds of tactics within those channels. And on top of that, you have all these gurus telling you, you need to do this or you need to do that. It's no wonder people are battling information overload and they just feel totally overwhelmed. And when that happens, it's just, that is not a place 
to build anything lasting that is going to work. We have to get out of that place. And the way we get out of that place is to focus on the fundamentals, right? So it's, so we overcomplicate things because we're battling information overload yeah, and we're overwhelmed and we're just like, well, I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. And I'm going to try this and I'm going to try that. You don't. And a lot of people look at all the channels and they go, oh my gosh, I got to be all these places. Yeah. And when you feel like you have to be in all these places, that's when you start to overcomplicate things. I feel that that's what's happening, especially now with so many you know, social media sites, because we want to leverage or we want to be um, at the top or learn um, how to work these apps. And so yep. every single day we spend majority of our time planning what should go on these, you know, social media sites, but we're neglecting the fact that we have a website, we have um, email list that we could send out to different clients who could, you know, we could attract like today, you know, it's a perfect example of how important it is to have your website ready and have an email marketing go in because these sites went down and what could we do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so easy to overcomplicate it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, um, you know, what differentiates a good marketing from a bad marketing? Would you say there is any like from a tactical perspective, from a tactical perspective? Yeah. So here's 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 my my opinion. Uh, And a lot of people probably won't like this answer, but all tactics can work or they can fail. Okay. It's not so much the tactic itself. It's what you put behind the tactic, Mm -hmm. which are the fundamentals. Yeah. If you jump into, let's just take, let's just take Facebook ads for an example. Okay. If you jump into Facebook ads and you do not understand who your target market is, who your ideal clients are within that target market. Okay. If you don't understand that first and foremost, your ads are going to be sprayed all over the place because you have no idea who you're supposed to target, right? It's a shotgun approach rather than a sniper approach, Mm -hmm. which is not going to work very well. Two, if you don't know what you're going to say in those ads, your messaging to grab their attention and their interest, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work well, right? That's why we talk to people who go, yeah, I did Facebook ads. They didn't really work. Most of the time, it's because their targeting sucked and their messaging sucked. Mm-hmm. Your Facebook ads are never going to work if you don't know who the hell you're going to target and what you're going to say to them. Yes, right. Exactly. So that's a classic example of the tactic can work really well if you know those two things, right? And you put a good offer in front of them, right? You have to have a good offer. Yes. But it can also fail if you miss, if you screw up those things. So it's not so much the tactic, it's what you put behind it. Um, And it's also, I think you also have to think about from a a more comprehensive, you know, a 10,000 foot level, what do you want out of your business? Right. What do you want out of your business? What kind of business do you want to build? What are you good at? And what are you not good at? Right. And if you as a business owner are going to get involved in your marketing and do some of this work, you need to really understand that. Right. Because I can put a plan together for you. But if you, you know, if you tell me, Anna Kay, you know what, man, I, I, I can't stand writing. 
Yeah. And I tell you that you have to do blogging. You're going to, you're going to fail at that. Exactly. (laughs) So we have to, there's so many different pieces that come into this puzzle Mm -hmm. to put everything together. We have to look at all of those elements to create a plan that's going to work for your business. I could give one plan to one CPA and that same plan to another CPA. And it works incredibly well for one and not another, because I didn't take, you have to take into account all of those elements. Yeah. You also have to take into account where you're starting from, right? Think about my GPS, right? My GPS cannot tell me how to get to the airport until I tell it where I'm starting from. Your marketing plan is the same. You you can't create a marketing plan until you first understand where you want to go and where you're starting from. So I think so many times people look at putting plans together and they just, they miss all of these elements that come into play in that plan. You have to have all those elements. You have to understand all of those elements to be able to put a plan together that's going to work for you. So then start out with making sure that everything is done. The elements are in place and everything is together because then, as you said before, it's going to fall apart. It's going to crumble. And as you mentioned earlier, not, not every single plan is going to work for you know, every single person. So, you know, I might look at your plan and say, oh, this is an amazing plan. But then when I put it into my business perspective, it's not going to work because we are targeting different people. And so we have to figure out a plan that's going to work for us to reach that client base. So your company, um, what are some of the services that it offers to business owners? And do you target just small business owners or everyone in general? We, um, we primarily work, our ideal clients are service-based businesses. So mm-hmm. people that are selling their expertise, yeah. coaches, consultants, mm-hmm. professional service providers, you know, yes. so attorneys, insurance brokers, CPAs, those types of people. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, I, we certainly have worked with other types of companies, um, especially helping them get those fundamentals in place. Mm-hmm. But our ideal clients are expert-based businesses. They're okay. selling their expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do? We, you know, we help put messaging together. We help put marketing plans together. If people are struggling, struggling to really identify who their ideal clients are, we can help them hone in on that. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we can help them manage. Yeah their plan, or we can be those outside eyes from a coaching perspective as they implement their plan. Um, And then we do get involved in website design. So the way I view websites outside of those fundamentals that we've been touching on here, Anna Kay, your website is the hub for your marketing. I don't care if you're hundred percent referral based business, people are still going to your website. So it needs to be right. So we help people put that hub in place and know that it's done correctly. Nice. I love that. And so let's touch on website for a minute. So as a marketing expert, um, you have seen website and what are some of the, um, what I would say as, you know, they're not hitting the target when, whenever you look in a website and you, you go on there and you're like, oh, this is missing or they're missing that. So what are some of the key points you will say that are very important when you go on someone's website? Yeah. So there's a few things. I think the one of the most important things to think about with your website, where I see most people missing things, mm-hmm. is 
they focus on themselves and not the customer. Mm. Our customers don't care about us. Mm. What they care about is how we can help them solve the problem they have or address the need that they have Mm. and help them get from where they currently are to where they want to go. That's what they care about. So talking too much about yourself on your website is not doing you any good. Okay. So few elements that we really look for, um, just I'll give you a handful that are coming off the top of my head. First, the above the fold section on your website. So that's that content that I see when I immediately land on your website without scrolling down the page. That's the above the fold. (laughs) That needs to answer what you do, how I'm going to benefit, and what I need to do to take that next step, right? That call to action. What do you want them to do next? That needs to be clear. I need to be able to understand it quickly, like less than five to eight seconds. If I don't get that from your above the fold, I am never scrolling down the rest of the page. That's so true. So that is the first and the most important element on your website. (laughs) If that doesn't answer those questions and capture my attention right there, I'm never going to scroll down the rest of the page. The job of that content is to get people to to grab their attention, their interest. So they want to scroll down and start reading more. Okay. That's first. Um, Second, you have to, you have to have some type of content block on your homepage that talks about your value proposition. What is in it for the customer? Like what benefits or results are they going to see when they work with you or they buy your product? Okay. We need to touch on what, what do they have at stake? Like what, what, what do they have at risk? If they don't work with you, what negative consequences or failure elements are they going to experience? We need to let people know what they have at risk. We can't assume that they know that we need to touch on it. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you don't address this problem, these are the things that you're going to continue to experience. Do you want to continue to experience that? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, we need to spell out what it's going to be like to work with us. Like if you want to work with us, here's the steps you're going to take. One, two, three, right? When somebody works with my company, do we take more than three steps? Yes, we do. There's a ton of them. But if I focus on all those on my homepage, I'm just going to confuse people. I'm going to overwhelm them. Exactly. And people that get confused, that are overwhelmed, they mm-hmm. don't buy. Yep. So we need to keep things simple, clear, right? Don't get clever. If we make people think too much there again, we're going to confuse them, lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And then we lose them. So what are those high level steps people are going to take to work with you? We need, we want to spell that out. Our call to action. I touched on that in the above the fold. What's the direct call to action that if somebody's ready to take that next step, what is that? Is it shop now? Is it get a free consultation? Is it schedule an appointment now? Is it get your free strategy session? Whatever that is, that needs to be all over your homepage. It doesn't, I don't want to see it on the top of your site and then nowhere else as I scroll down the page. People need to, they need to see this over and over again. And if they are ready to take action, we don't want them to have to scroll all the way back up the page to take that action. Because for some people, that's too much effort and they're just going to stop. Yep. So that direct call to action needs to be in multiple places on your homepage and frankly, all over your website. Mm -hmm. Um. Another really important element, maybe I'm not ready to take that direct, that next step. 
Maybe I'm further up the customer journey. I'm just starting to think about, you know, gosh, I'm having some marketing issues. I need to, I need to find somebody that can help me with that. Yeah. Right. Or they're just like, like, I'm not generating enough leads and they're starting to do research. Right. If somebody lands on my website <clears throat> at that place, they may not be ready to schedule a free consult. I need to be able to offer them something of value so that I can capture their name and their email so that I can continue to build that relationship. So maybe I offer a checklist or a cheat sheet or a five-day challenge, right? Or a masterclass, something that is going to be of value to somebody so that they give me their name and their email. Yeah. Because if I don't offer that and they're not ready to schedule a consult, I'm relying on them to remember to come back to me. Most people are not going to remember because guess what? They visited like five to 10 different sites, right? Yeah. Before they came. That's yeah. True. So they don't remember all that. Yeah. So I need to capture their contact info. Now they're on my email list. Now I can build that relationship. I can nurture and build that relationship. I can add value to them. Mm-hmm. So that when they are ready to take that next step, hopefully they think of me first. Yes. So those are some, those are some really important elements. Now, one more, um, and there are others, but one more super important credibility and trust. Yes. Elements. Yes. Testimonials, Uh certifications you have Mm -hmm. awards. If you've worked with high profile clients and they'll allow you to use their logos, Putting those things on your website, really important, right? Because we buy from people we know, like, and trust. Yes. If you don't have those trust elements on your homepage, you're missing out on building that relationship, right? And they're not difficult. Like, you don't have to have 10 different testimonials. Put two or three testimonials on there. Yeah. Put some logos on there that help establish that credibility and trust. And that's enough. Don't again, don't overcomplicate this. You, this can be simple, right? But those are some of the main elements that are missing from a lot of people's website homepages that if they had them, it would provide a, a simple journey and a path yes. that you want people to go down to then take that next step. Yes. But if so, focus on those. But if, if your audience only takes away one thing from this conversation about websites, it's don't, fo- don't talk about yourself. <laughs> talk about what you can do for the client. Exactly. Yeah. How can help the clients? So you touched on email marketing or you touched on email, um, you know, just now. And um, it just popped in my head. Do we, because um, I would get, so many different emails from, you know, services that I've signed up for and it comes in like every single day or, and I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot. So what are some of the, um, or what would you recommend? Would you say that you should go at it or um, slow down with how many emails you send out to that customer? So uh, it depends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but here's, I'll, I'll give you my opinion on it is, um, it depends because mm-hmm. you you need to when people sign up for your list you need to set the expectation. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are f- afraid of sending too much email. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing you need to think about: like the average person gets what fifty to a hundred emails a day. Mm-hmm. If you send one email a month, 
your one email can get lost out of hundreds, yeah. if not thousands of emails. Yeah. Is that really going to resonate with somebody? Mm-mm. Whereas if you're sending emails multiple times a week, you're one of a hundred to 200 to 300 emails, right? Yeah. Much higher likelihood that you're going to, you're going to be there. Right. But exactly. like, look, some people like cringe to think about that. Look, I am on email lists yeah. that I get emails every day, mm-hmm. every day. Do I read all of those? No. Do I stay on the list because there are, I know that there are messages in there that are going to be of significant value. Yes. And that's why I stay on the list, but I also didn't sign up for that list and not know that I was going to get emails every day. Mm -hmm. So as long as I think, as long as you set the expectation when they sign up and they're okay with that, you can send emails as often as you want. (laughs) Right. I'm on list. Frankly, I'm on list that sometimes they send multiple messages a day. I know. I, I, I was just looking and I was just like, wait, is it is it wrong to actually send so many emails? And um, do you want to get to the point when you're like, OK, I'm tired of you sending me so many emails. So I'm going to, you know, unsubscribe from your yep. um, email list. And, you know, a lot of people think about that. So they kind of stop sending emails like or they do it once or twice per week. I think. If people unsubscribe, it's totally okay. Mm-hmm. They're not good for you. Yeah. Right. They've told you, they've done you a favor. They've pulled themselves yeah. off your list exactly. so that you don't have to waste their time and you don't have to waste your energy communicating with them. I, my company sends, depending on the week, two to four messages a week, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's, it's all geared towards adding value and serving the audience yeah. You and but you also have to sell too, right? Exactly. So yeah. it's, you know, you want to serve, but you need to sell. You yeah. know, but if every email is a sales email, people probably aren't going to like that, right? We don't want to be mm-hmm. sold to all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, now some people that are really good offer value in a sales email. Right. So you can still add value and still ask for people to buy something. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So there are there are lessons and there are things you can teach people in your emails and still ask for a sale. Yeah. Um, you know, but you got to figure out what's going to work for you. And look, look, if you're doing this yourself or you're paying somebody. Right. That may determine how often you can actually send. Right. If you're paying somebody to send multiple emails a week on your behalf, that's going to start to get pretty expensive. If you've got a large budget, well, then great. Maybe you can afford that. Yeah. Can go Um, ahead and do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, you got to you got to look at, um, you know, what what you can afford, what the capabilities are, you know. Yes. The way I view bridges, bridges help you get from where you currently are to a place you want to go. Yeah. And that's exactly what marketing does. Yes. Marketing helps people get from a a certain level of business that they are at to a higher level of business. Nice. Helps them get from where they want to go. So marketing is that bridge that can help people from where they are. Where they want to be. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us. But before we go, I just wanted to throw some questions at you. You can answer as quick as possible. So, (laughs) coffee or tea? Tea. 
ice cream or hot chocolate? Ice cream. <laughs> ice cream. Okay. Sunday or Monday? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of indifferent. Um, I love Sunday because I can hang out with my family, but I also love Mondays because it's the start of the week. And as we talked about in the beginning of our conversation, it's uh, it's a great way for me to set the tone for the day. Nice. Yes. All right. And the last one that I want to throw at you is give us your social media sites. Give us your um, links to your website so that we can find your company and utilize your services. Yeah. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So best place to find me, rialtomarketing.com. So that's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. We did put some free resources together on some of these fundamentals that we touched on. Mm -hmm. So I know you'll put that in the show notes, but if people go there, there's free resources. If they're working on this stuff and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm just like... I'm hitting a roadblock. Yes. Hit the get a free console button on that page or on the homepage. I would be happy to talk to you and help give you some clarity on where you should focus right now based on where you're at. <laughs> um, and that link, just again, real quick, it's realtormarketing.com forward slash four dash change dash B dash bold. Hi. But I know you'll put that in the show notes. I will. In the bottom of our website, all the links to our social channels. We're very active on social. Um, If you want to connect with me personally, the best place to do it is LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Tim P as in Paul Fitzpatrick, Tim P Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much, Tim, for being here and for being a part of For Change Be Bold. Have a wonderful day. Thanks so much. Take care. Go for it now because the future is promised to no one. You have just listened to a weekly episode of For Change Be Bold podcast. You can keep the conversation going by following us on our Instagram page and or Facebook page at For Change Be Bold podcast. And until next week, have a wonderful Friday.